Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Cool Pods podcast series brought to you by Cool Earth Connections. I'm your host Deepa Kulkarni and with me is Dr. Daniel Caraway who is the CEO and co-founder of RWDC Industries and he is very well recognized globally in the field of biopolymer technology all his accomplishments have been basically driven by the desire to ensure that the natural resources get used in the best possible way and for the greater good of the humanity and environment so welcome dr caraway and uh, it's absolutely a pleasure to have you here well thank you deepa it's really a joy to talk with you as well and um you know the, your your podcast listeners uh, should know that uh, i've had a uh, a friendship with uh, your husband sandeep for a number of years and we've shared an a love and an interest for uh, new technologies and natural materials and so that's how we got uh, the opportunity to to speak with you and so we really really look forward to the conversation thank you so much for for having us as a part of your podcast absolutely uh, so you've had an amazing career um, and a journey that spans over 25 years so how did you come to establish RWDC Industries You know my my career has been focused on natural resources really even even before I completed my uh grammar school I grew up in a very rural part of the southeast and so I was surrounded by nature all day every day um I really didn't visit many large towns or cities until I was um almost middle of the way through high school uh so my my interest has been in natural systems looking at how nature has solved so many problems you know over the the thousands of years that uh you know those those problems have been encountered by nature and just I've been intrigued by how we can learn so much from looking at the natural systems around us that exist and really the important aspects of having our work be in harmony with what we see in nature and I apologize for that background noise I'm in our manufacturing plant now and there's a um, you know there there's one of the uh, one of the manufacturing processes that uh, occurs on a regular basis is a a water-based process so that noise in the background is one of our water recovery uh processes it's absolutely we, fine we we like to recover and reuse water at at a very high rate so uh that that's part of our effort too is to have a zero waste manufacturing process where we we found a beautiful solution from nature that can help us with polymeric materials and people normally think of uh things that that are plastics uh and the, there're a lot of good things that are done with plastics but there's a lot of downsides too so what we do at RWDC is we're working 
in harmony with nature to produce a material that is a replacement for petroleum-derived plastics. Uh, the difference is that these materials are completely safe for humans. Uh, they're, they're benign in the environment. They're carbon neutral um, because of the way the carbon is captured from the atmosphere mm -hmm. from CO2 by plants. And then plants make all these wonderful materials that we use and enjoy every day. Uh, and then when our, when our biopolymer that we call PHA is made from these natural plant materials, then when we're done with it, when, when it reaches its end of life or end of application, it can either be recycled or it can be composted or, or biodegraded back to CO2 and water. So we're very focused on making sure that we, we use all of these resources responsibly in harmony with nature. And that really goes along with my upbringing as a, a young child in a very rural uh, part of the country. So really my, my whole career, starting with my, um, you know, my technical training at university and then my uh, career in the natural resources field is, has really been focused on working in harmony with nature to improve people's lives and work and, and doing that in such a way that we take good care of one another and good care of our environment. That's wonderful to hear. I can see and I can I can feel that you are really a nature lover, and uh, that probably yeah, attributes absolutely. that probably because of your upbringing in the uh, 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 the environment that you were brought up in. Right, right. And uh, that's wonderful to hear. So you have a great technology, you know, um, using bacterial synthesis to derive biopolymer. Um, now, what distinguishes your PHA process from other PHA offerings being developed by other companies? Yeah, I would say there are, there are a number of uh, things that really differentiate RWDC. And not all of them are exclusive to RWDC uh, because there's a very broad, extensive knowledge base around PHAs. And we, we use the an acronym PHA because this, the, the real name, the scientific name is this terrible long sounding <laughs> word. It's polyhydroxyalkaloid. Yes. <laughs> no one wants to go around saying that all the time. So we say PHA. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, Science has known about PHA for over 100 years. Sure. We're just now learning how in a, a, a really economically viable way to, to harness, uh, well, not really harness, but work in harmony with nature to produce this material at large scale uh, at a viable price point. And one of, the, one of the things that we do that is a little different than, than some other companies, we like to use waste resources. Uh, for example, we use a lot of waste plant-based oils. So very commonly oils are used in food preparation for, for cooking food or in some other aspect of food preparation. And a lot of those oils, you know, are used for some period of time, but then they're no longer suitable for food preparation. And then they're discarded. 
And so we have an arrangement with a group that collects those waste oils Mm -hmm. and brings them to a central location. And we use that waste cooking oil or waste food preparation oil as the feedstock for our microbial um, production cycle. And so whether it's been used in, in food preparation or not, we're looking for those waste materials that we can remove from the environment that, you know, before they can become a potential hazard and convert those into more valuable materials that can, can add to the quality of people's lives. Another thing that we've really focused on in, in trying to work in harmony with nature is we have, um, we've designed production systems that are very low capital cost. They're very low regional impact. So we've designed and engineered a modular system for our production that lets us have a very light footprint in any particular locality. As a matter of fact, our, 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 our process, our facilities are zero waste. And so because we've designed and engineered our production system in a modular fashion, we can, we can engage in what's called distributive manufacturing. So rather than having a big giant facility that has a you know an oversized impact in a small area, we can have smaller facilities that aren't really resource intensive, and then we can spread those around mm-hmm. so that we keep a very light footprint in terms of making materials that are needed in very large quantities around the globe, and that also enables us to have a very low cost process yeah. Yeah. because we're you know, we're trying to make sure that we do a good job utilizing uh, resources. And then PHAs are a very complex uh, set of materials. There's over 150 different types. types of PHAs. And so we spent a lot of time getting to the point where we understand a lot about those different types of PHAs. And so then when we have a, a customer or a partner who needs our help in a particular area, we know how to take that wonderful selection that nature has given us and, and make the right choices from that menu and put them together in a way that we can address very specifically a customer need and do that all at, at low cost and, uh, you know, essentially no environmental impact. That's absolutely wonderful. You know, you talk about uh, food uh, oils from food waste. I actually um, collect mine and then I go and give it uh, to a, a place over here uh, nearby uh, where they, you know, recycle it or, and use it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I do feel that you, you, you know, I feel like you can, you shouldn't throw that down the drain. Exactly. Yeah. It's much better to, to collect that and, and find out how we can reuse it. And that's, you know, that's part of being a good steward of our environment. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, when we were talking a little earlier, I loved your analogy of how, you know, when when we have a responsibility, uh, you know, for a particular asset that we need to take very good care of it. And then when we pass it along to the next person in line, we have but uh, depleted or diminished the usefulness of that particular that and, and nature is like that you know Absolutely. the the natural resources that you know we have you know because of our planet we have to be very thoughtful 
and not think of ourselves as owning nature, but working in harmony with nature to be able to make our environment better for us having been here and not worse because there, we have neighbors on the planet. We have friends on the planet and we'll have, you know, children and grandchildren and our neighbors will too. And so we should be thoughtful and and kind and, and considerate, you know, as we're using the, the wonderful resources that we are, you know, blessed with from nature. And so that's what we want to focus on at RWDC. And we're excited about, uh, you know, the technologies that we've been able to develop to help us do a better job of that. Absolutely. I think you, you just touched my heartstrings there because I do this podcast because of that, um, you know, so we can uh, leave a better planet for our future generations. And um, when you talk about nature, if you see nothing gets wasted in nature, right? I mean, right. whatever right. the processes are, uh, the natural process, whether it's a tree or a river, you know, uh, I think um, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you look at nature, as you said, and we have these wonderful nutrient cycles that include carbon and nitrogen. Yes. You know, we have these water cycles, and we can learn so many valuable lessons from from nature. And just, uh, if nothing else, if we just mimic what we see and do a good job with it, like you said, it, it will it will perpetuate and take care of us and itself. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we have everything, right? Nature has abundantly blessed us with all that it has. Um, exactly. And I'm a true believer of that as well. So, so um, are you looking into using non-food sources for PHAs, uh, for instance, agricultural byproducts? We are indeed. And we're, we're looking at a whole host of different approaches. We don't think that any one single approach will be the total answer. And because we're, we're trying to help people all over the world, you know, the exact uh, suite of resources that may exist in uh, Malaysia or Indonesia or India or Brazil may be different than what exists in Canada sure. or Mexico or, or the U.S. And so what we're, what we're looking at is carefully studying, considering resources that are available at a different, uh, you know, whatever particular locale we happen to be considering and, and being able to use what's there. Because in some areas, you know, there aren't a, a lot of waste, uh, you know, oils, yeah. food-based yeah. cooking oils, yeah. but there are other types of material that, that are biomass-based. And ultimately, we, we have a technology that's in the laboratory stage now it will probably take us another decade to, to perfect it and get it up to commercial scale, but we'll be directly capturing carbon from the atmosphere, wow. from CO2 in the atmosphere, and converting that into our PHAs. And, and we're doing that indirectly now because mm-hmm. plants capture CO2 yeah. from the atmosphere, yeah. and that carbon is fixed into a wide array of materials inside the plant. It might be cellulose, it might be hemicellulose, it might be pectin, it might be plant-based oils. And so currently, when the plants harvest CO2 from the atmosphere, they make the oils. People use those oils for food preparation or even as a food substance. And then when people are done with the oils and they're, they're now not of any further use for food, 
then people generally throw those out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if people are really thinking, if they're being thoughtful, they collect it and, and take it to a place where yes. it can be used for the next step. Yes. And so we take that plant-based oil that's now a waste product, and that's one of our primary feedstocks. And, and so what we're working toward is rather than having to, you know, collect those waste materials and bring them back to a location, we think it could be even more efficient if we just bypass the, the plant-based oil and we just capture the carbon directly from the atmosphere. So ultimately, that's yeah, what we're working exactly. toward. Uh, but in the meantime, there's a lot of opportunity to use these, um, you know, these biomass products that, you know, humans don't use directly for food, and they can become waste products, which many of them do now. But I think as we encourage, um, you know, different technologists and scientists around the planet to think about those not so much as waste, but as a resource that we can use to improve people's lives and, and work, I think we'll find many more uses for them. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry for the long answer to your question. No, 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 yeah, no, it's are... absolutely fine. I mean, uh, it's it's great to know um, your thought process and where you're going with this. So I think that's great. Um, and um, so where do you see the major applications uh, or uh, in uh, the industries for your PHA? Um, polybars in the short and the long term? So we, we think PHAs are best suited for single-use applications, and that's because PHAs have such wonderful options for the next step after we're done using them. And, uh, you know, our single-use applications generally uh, fall into the categories of food service, mm-hmm. food packaging, consumer goods packaging, and personal hygiene, and, and there are others. Uh, we, we have a lot of interest in the horticulture and agricultural space because we think we can bring a lot of value there as well. But initially, we're focusing on the food service, food packaging, consumer goods packaging, and, and personal hygiene products because those currently use non-renewable petroleum-based plastics and, you know, the use of those materials generates a lot of microplastic, yeah. Yeah. and we all know the, the problems with that. Oh, yeah. And furthermore, we, we generate a lot of articles that we use them for five minutes, and then they last 5,000 years after that. So we think it's a lot better to, you know, to take a single-use article, make that out of a natural material that then can, you know, biodegrade in a home yeah. composting or industrial composting environment and uh, and then get that carbon right back into the carbon cycle so that we can make good use of it. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, I think this is a great technology. As I kept reading about it, I was more and more fascinated. So I think that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so what we're trying to do is... You know, it's really an education effort. We're trying yes. to yes. help people understand more about what PHAs are, how they can add value to our lives, how PHAs can enable us to do a better job of being good stewards of the environment, taking care of it for future generations, yeah. and, and enabling us to have healthier choices in our materials that we use for, for packaging and food service. No, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think that is so wonderful. Um, 
that you're doing, uh, I just feel really honored that you're here today uh, to talk about it. Well, the, yeah, the honor is all mine for sure. And, uh, you know, people like yourself who share our vision of uh, really taking care of one another. You know, one of the yes. things that I, I, I talk about with our team all the time is, you know, the most important, most valuable aspect of anyone's lives are the people that we have the privilege to be able to meet and encounter. And we should care for one another and be responsible about not only how we care for one another, but, you know, how we care for the environment around us is really directly involved in that. Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. It's a really real pleasure to, you know, to, to be able to have a conversation with people who share that and we can together we can share that news and uh, you know yes. maybe maybe get people excited about it as we are yes I, I mean you can see me right now i'm so excited and just knowing all that you're talking about and just trying to grasp everything it's awesome yeah. um and um like i said uh, and it's absolutely um you know wonderful the way you think about educating the uh, people because I also believe that I believe that unless you educate the end consumer, you, how will you ever um, make strides, right? Whether right. in, in right. every every field, um, and environment is the on top of the list. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all you know. We're all living on the planet. So, yes. You know, let, the beautiful... Let's take care of each other by helping take care of the planet. Absolutely beautiful, Mother Earth. <laughs> Yeah. So um, you founded um, RWDC in collaboration with UGA, right? So, well, the, the founding of the company was really with my partner. His name okay. is Roland Wee, and okay. so we founded the company really in late 2014 okay. and 2015. We didn't officially incorporate until 2016. And then shortly after that, after having founded the company and put some real foundational technology and resources in place, then I, I went to the people that I knew at the University of Georgia okay. and began to develop a partnership with them. I, I got my PhD at the University of Georgia, so I knew some people, had maintained connections, and uh, really felt that there could be you know real synergies with yeah. um you know, some of the capability at the university. And so what we were able to do as a, a very great team here at the university in 2017, uh, we, we formed an alliance with the New Materials Institute at the University of Georgia to do some of the additional uh, research and development and just continual improvement and expansion of the technology. So we're very, very um, thankful and happy about our partnership with the University of Georgia, and they are a, a very major uh, provider of um, research effort, um, you know, technology development, <clears throat> and our partnership is really focused on, well, a couple of aspects. One is, of course, just developing the technology, but also training the young scientists who are, you know, coming coming along in this field and just encouraging them to explore their ideas. Um, you know, the more really interested, passionate people we can find and involve in what we're doing, you know, the, the, the more rapidly and the more broadly we can spread the, 
you know, the information and, and get people uh, all over the planet benefiting from, from this. So we're, <clears throat> we're just really excited and thrilled about our partnership with the university. And it's, uh, it wasn't so much as a, you know, they, they weren't involved in the beginning and the founding of the company, but they are a very important part of what we do, you know, going forward. And so it's, uh, it's been a fantastic relationship. That's wonderful, and they're helping you develop this technology, which is so great. Um, I think that's right. That's right. I think it's a great fit right there. And I think that's important that you know, as we as we try to work in harmony with nature, you know, what I like to do is look around the world and find those uh, institutions and universities and individuals who have a passion, you know, for that type area who have demonstrated excellence in you know their ability to work in an area and form those partnerships because that's what enables you to go fast and you know and do even better the more you know the more you can surround yourself with really smart passionate people the more you can accomplish together so it was really exciting to to be able to build a team that involves people from you know a cross section of the of the planet and you know different uh different institutions and and uh, universities uh, to get this really uh, commercially viable and spread around the world. Oh, that's wonderful. So you have a broader vision uh, yes, you know, to yes, involve exactly. every, and um, I think I absolutely applaud that um, because, um, you know, I interviewed somebody um, from India, they are a startup from India, and um, they have uh, these uh, laboratories at National Chemical Laboratories in India. Mm -hmm. uh, right. You probably are aware of it. So, uh, and places like that would definitely be some, uh, you know, somewhere where you can um, you, you maybe find those resources, find those talents as well. Oh, exactly. And we're actively looking for that. We love developing collaboration with institutions around the world. You know, we're working with some groups in Malaysia, in Singapore. We'd love to establish some connections in India. Uh, but basically, wherever we find those uh, like-minded uh, interests and, and capabilities, it's, uh, it's really great to be able to work collaboratively, collaboratively with people around the world because the, you know, the whole planet needs this. It is this. the whole planet. It is the whole planet. Now yeah. it, it's, it's no longer you or me. It's like us. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, and this is a big awakening right there, what we are going through right now. So <laughs> we better do this. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. So, and, and just to mention, my, my uncle is a very uh, well-known horticulturist as, from India as well. So... Oh yeah, I would love to be here. My, one of my one of my passions is uh, is horticulture and agriculture. Oh wow! Uh, so I, I I love plants, and oh. especially I have a passion for trees. And uh, so one of my uh, one of my interests is in meeting people like your uncle, who also have a passion for 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 plants and horticulture and agricultural system. Yeah, I do. have to introduce Absolutely. you sometime soon. I will. I will do that. I will do that. In fact, I was just going to tell you that he was at my place for two hours. And in that two hours, he went, looked in my refrigerator. He got these capsicum, um, bell peppers. He took uh -huh. out the seeds from those bell peppers. He put them in the paper towels, like, you know, and 
wrote each name over there uh-huh. and then put it and he took it you know to study yeah he was just yeah, there for I two see. hours so that's what he is <laughs> yeah no, that sounds like my kind of guy i'll definitely introduce you definitely yeah. uh, so uh so what do you see in future for rwdc we are we're really working um diligently to find as many molecules as we can that we believe can help with you know the 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 global problem of being better stewards of our environment and providing materials that improve people's lives and work so pha is sort of the first molecule through our r&d pipeline but we have a very we're very broad very deep uh research and development pipeline and so there are many other molecules that we're we're interested in that we believe will work synergistically with pha and and other materials there's you know there's no one single material that does everything of the best you know for example cotton is a wonderful natural fiber yes. and clothing made from cotton is is very enjoyable and pleasant but you know you don't on every article of clothing made from cotton because it has its uh, you know attributes that serve well in some applications and not others and the same is true for for other materials and molecules so nature has provided such a rich you know bounty, bounty of bounty. solutions and answers that we we could you know RWDC's mission is to work in harmony with nature to bring those materials into you know our our lives so that our lives are improved and the environment is made better by using these natural materials and so one example is a lot of our food packaging needs very high barrier properties to oxygen yeah. and moisture yeah. so that food can be safely transported around the world you know it's it's amazing the advances we've made in food distribution and food safety because of some of the packaging materials that have True. been developed um unfortunately some of those material choices we may haven't been the best no, no. i mean they they function well for you know for the aspect of protecting and distribution but then when we're done with that job yeah. they create massive problems yes. and so what we're trying to do is find those natural materials that that do that wonderful job of enabling us to have food safety and food distribution but then when we're done with them they don't cause problems later on and so we're we're developing new molecules they're they're new to us in terms of of commercial application but they're not new to nature they've been in nature for thousands of years you know doing a great job to help to help nature create all this bounty so rwdc's mission is to continue to find and develop those molecules that make people's lives better and and help us do the job that we should be doing in is being stewards of our environment. Oh, that's fantastic. I love the way you put it, stewards of our environment. That is mm-hmm. um that is what we all should do, uh, be, you know, in our own way, whatever little way exactly. we can. Exactly. So, yeah. um I think it's been a fascinating conversation with you, Dr. Caraway. I I have you know daniel <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just you know my bringing i just feel very honored that you're here today and i love the yeah. you know the conversation we had um and i i hope um 
a whole lot this podcast gets through to a lot of people so they can you know read your thought process they can listen to it um and uh, well, well thank you thank you so much Deepa. and it's re- really a joy to, to be able to talk with you and kind of share our our passion for making people's lives better in the environment and uh yeah let's just continue to work together with other like-minded people we'll we'll spread the word and yes and see lots of wonderful things done so thank you so much for taking the time and thank you for your interest in what we're doing Oh, no, it's absolutely the pleasure is all mine. And I would definitely want to do it again with you. I would want to see all the milestones that you have reached. Uh, it would be absolutely fantastic to have you back on uh, on my podcast. Well, thank you for that. I would lo- love to come back anytime. And all the best and uh, looking forward to wonderful things uh, from RWDC. Thank you very much. And um, it's going to be now on Twitter and on Instagram. So I'm going to see how I can, uh, you know, spread the word for you. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So and, and um, be sure and let me know if there's anything that, that we can do, you know, to help you as you're doing this wonderful work to communicate, you know, to a, to a broader audience, the, you know, the, the new ideas and thoughts that, that people can kind of, get on board with and, and latch on to and, and together we can make lots of great things happen. Absolutely. And um, I, I know it's going to happen. Uh, and with people like you on this, uh, you know, in this mission, um, totally, totally happy about uh, the, the direction you have gone and you're going. Well, thank you very much. So thank you very much for being here today and uh, you can absolutely connect to me on um, my email. It's the, uh, sorry, it's connection, uh, connections at sustainablepackagingservices.com. You could also uh, go to my website where I'll be posting this podcast as well. Uh, it's www.sustainablepackagingservices.com. Thank you for being here and um, have a blessed day. Thank you very much.